Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name is Phil, I'm a mixing and mastering engineer and I am joined by... Hello, my name is Joe Sage and I'm a producer and mix engineer at Nevis Audio. How you doing mate? Warm. <laughs> Warm is the word. <sighs> yeah, it's um, safe to say it, it, it could do with rain in for a bit. It's going to tomorrow. Oh, that dates it. <laughs> we are on, I think, the warmest day of the year so far today. Or was that yesterday? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the warmest day of the year in the northwest is anything over 10 degrees. So That's true. And it it was, doesn't really narrow it, was, it down. It was 30 at there, wasn't it? So, hey. Yeah. It's been, mm. it's, it's been a fun day to be indoors. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Lockdown life. Indeed. How are you, Joe? I'm hot indoors. But with football, uh, I don't. Yeah. So yeah, that that's pretty much the main difference. How is football? Has goal been scored? Uh, there has been one or two goal been scored with uh, synthetic cheering, which makes it. Re- oh, I can't decide if I like it or not. Is there really? That's interesting. Like pre-recorded cheering. Yeah, but it's clearly like an algorithmic element to it. So when they go, huh. you know, score a goal, then it's like different cheering happens. Um, I guess that's the I- psychology behind being a player and but they can't hear it oh oh okay that's weird it's just for <laughs> it's just for people at home so yeah it's oh. all a bit odd really but um yeah aside from that you know <laughs> counting down the days till i can get back in the studio again so yay should be fun counting down the days till i can go outside without burning up <laughs> <laughs> we are two very pale people mm, very much so so joe what are we talking about this week so today's topic is live streaming for dummies. Who's a dummy? What are you what are you saying by that? We're not, we're not implying we're okay. live streaming for beginners, but dummies <laughs> is better clickbait in terms of podcast titles. So we're going with that. Certainly is. So yes, we're talking about live streaming, what to do, maybe what not to do, how to go about it. That's the long and short of it, basically. Mm. So I feel like a great place to start is why do live streaming in the first place? So. At the time of recording this, especially in the UK, gigs and certainly small independent gigs aren't going to be happening for a while. Who knows how long? Yeah. And that's not me saying, you know, good riddance or whatever. I'll be the first person to say I want them to come back. But when we had this conversation in March, everyone was saying, yeah, they'll be back by June, July. The conversations I'm having now... (laughs) Everyone's now saying, it would be great if they were back by December. It's a contentious one. But the reason why we're having this conversation is with that not being an option at the moment, this is a great opportunity to explore new things. Keep your audience engaged is a massive one. And um, and build your fan base online. Yes, do it. Um, there's There's kind of no excuse not to there are different kinds of live stream that you can do and we'll probably go into that a bit later but i would argue that every band can live stream in some way shape or form um it's just exactly what you have the ability to do depends on what equipment you've got yeah it's a great way to keep uh people middle of funnel which is a phrase Mm. that we've discussed in the past where if you've piqued someone's interest It's difficult to keep them on board if you haven't got anything to announce, whether that be singles or gigs. But this is a great way to kind of remind people, you know, we're still a band, blah, blah, blah. 
then when you have got a new single, when you've got gigs, you kind of go, oh, we've now got this bigger, more engaged crowd to publicize our news to. Yeah. And if you think about it this way, a lot of your music fans who would go to gigs can't. So there's a lot of time that they would be going to see live music that they are not. And so they will need something to fill that time. <laughs> and so if you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this thing, you can see us play, you can see us talk, whatever it is, um, then that's a way of keeping them engaged in the time that they would normally go to a gig. That's the kind of way to think about it, I think. Yeah, totally. So my first tip, and it might make me sound like a bit of a negative Nelly, is accept that it won't go 100% to plan. Yes. It's some, not necessarily wrong, but it's not going to be the dream live stream that you imagine, hmm. especially if it's your first one. So it's very much a mentality thing. And to be honest, even people who are veterans or have got PR teams behind it, you see it on social media every week. Someone's had a big gaffe during a live stream. The most recent example I can think of is, um, did you hear about the Harry Redknapp situation? I, I don't know enough about football, so I didn't. So Harry Redknapp started an Instagram live by accident, <laughs> walked away from his phone, had a full domestic for about 45 <sighs> minutes with his wife on Instagram live. And it wasn't until his son rang him and said, Dad, you're broadcasting oh. your argument to the nation. You might want to go back and switch it off. Don't do that. I think that's the long and short of that. Do not do that. So yeah, you can take, you know, take heart from the fact that there are, there are many things that can go wrong, but mm. hopefully that won't be one of them. I think the the thing to do or the thing to kind of keep in mind is that as Joe says, things will go wrong. Kind of ex- don't don't expect them to go wrong, but kind of go in knowing that something will happen technologically wise. That's not a phrase. Um and what you've got to do is you've just kind of got to not get angry about it, not get frustrated about it. Keep cool because there are people watching you. Um, so it, it's in your reaction is how people will perceive what you're doing. So I can give you a great example of what not to do from my own personal experience. Now, Joe, you won't know that when I was a, a humble student um, back in the day, I was part of the student radio for my university. Oh, and yeah. I did, yes, please. I did a radio show on Saturday nights. Um, and it was rock and metal music, big surprise. I loved it. There was one night really early on, like three or four weeks in, where it was a digital system and all my music would not load. <laughs> so I had nothing, nothing to play in terms of music on a music show except for Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> A fortunately long song. I had the entire thing preloaded on this separate system and I ended up playing Stairway to Heaven. I wish I was lying three or four times in a row. I still have a recording of that show somewhere. I should dig it out. Now, what I did there was, if I'm really honest, blind panic. What I should have done was <laughs> taken it quite lightheartedly and gone, oh, you know, it's technical issues and then, I don't know, maybe made something of it in a different way. More importantly, did you have like one of them... Like DJ nicknames? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. I'm really disappointed in that. I'm, I'm um, very sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think what Phil said there is kind of having the the right mindset and dealing with it in the correct way. It's as if, you know, you want to start playing golf and then getting really annoyed that you're not Tiger Woods the first time you swing a, <laughs> swing a golf club. Like, it, it's a learning process. Mm. There are definitely things you can do that will 
help you out and make you better at the start but it's not going to be perfect yeah. and and that's fine the important thing is that you do it rather than not it's the old adage if you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take yes um in fact thinking about it it's an incredibly similar mindset to actually doing a gig because when you're doing a gig, when you're playing there may well be things that technically go wrong with your equipment with all sorts and it is how you react to that and how you are on stage that people will i hate to say it judge you by that are in the audience yeah and like phil said as well there will be factors that are just sometimes out of your control and you just kind of have to accept and go with that. But on a slightly more positive thing, here's some tips for actually doing a live stream. <laughs> and my one would be make a plan of what you're actually going to do. Yes. I see a lot of people who've done live streams that have gone, yeah, right, we're going to go live. And then they go live and then they're looking at each other or they're looking at the other people on the live stream and they just go, uh, so... What, what's everyone had for their dinner? <laughs> and it just becomes a really awkward thing. So yeah, I would say, you know, I'm sure Phil's going to enlighten us with some ideas, but things like performances, Q&As, AMAs, uh, interviews with other bands, producers, mm. promoters, all those kind of things. But having a rough guideline for what the general topic of the live stream is going to be is handy rather than just winging it. A hundred percent. I think a very... The the two most common ones that I see are people doing live performances of music um, and people doing sort of um, Q&As with user-submitted questions. Um, my big piece of advice about the user-submitted questions route is as you go on with the live stream, people will hopefully submit questions to you. But when you start the live stream you won't have anything. <laughs> so what mm. I would suggest is either come up with some questions to kind of start the ball rolling and get people used to the idea of you are answering questions or maybe even better, harness your social media, um, post, if you're say going live on Instagram, post on Instagram, say, hey, I'm going live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Um, if you have any questions, write them below. I mean, you can write it much better than that. Um, and then hopefully you will get some questions that you can start off the episode with and people will then know that you're going live and they'll tune in to hear their question answered. Yeah, I also think knowing what you're going to do a live stream about is really important when it comes to getting people to actually tune in. Mm. You wouldn't turn around and just going, and on BBC, there will be television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but what kind and you go tune in for the television <laughs> it, you need to kind of have at least have some semblance to go you know we're talking to this person then someone can go oh yeah i'd be really interested in that i'll, I'll you know make sure i keep an eye out for that and, and look like that yeah having a plan is is a must plan away i think if you're planning on doing some kind of interview say you're interviewing your producer or your mixing engineer or even another band member like another band even um plan your questions out <laughs> it's a really important one um plan ahead the kinds of things you want to ask and maybe even send that that those lists of questions to the person you're going to interview so they're in the right kind of mindset of the things to answer um you don't don't worry about kind of veering away from that plan in an interview but at least work out what kinds of things you could ask if you find yourself with nothing to say as it were then you've got a next question next cue you can go with yeah i think that leans quite nicely into 
actually promote your live stream similar yes. to a way that you would or using similar techniques certainly of releasing a single so the one thing that i think a lot of bands are missing out on at the moment is they just go live and obviously if people have got their notifications switched on which i'm a person who doesn't then they will see that you've gone live and they might tune into it mm. i reckon you'll be a lot more successful if you were to say uh right next monday i'm in conversation with so and so of so and so and we're going to be discussing this at 7 p.m on live it's very clear it's like a tv listing in fact it's very mm. clear exactly what you're going to see and experience from that i think another potential way you could think about of advertising your live stream is um including in that some kind of offer so you're you're kind of almost drawing them in so i've seen live streams where people have um considered uh, offered a free giveaway to a watcher so you know so we'll pick someone at random at the end of the live stream and they will win i don't know an album or you could give a discount offer on some of your music something like that because that will again encourage people to tune in and if you only if you only give that at the end of your live stream then it'll encourage them to stay to the end as well that's a really important thing yeah another thing to encourage people to actually tune in an incentive is if you're going to do an AMA, which to those not in a know is an ask me anything or a Q&A, say you'll answer those questions in the live stream. Because mm. if people ask a question, they're going to want to know the answer. They're not asking it for posterity. They're <laughs> wanting to know what your opinion is on something or when something's going to come out. Same as well for do it as an announcement. Mm. You could do it as a, uh, right, we're going to do an announcement about the next single or we're going to do an announcement about a listening party and you have to be on the listening party to get the password to access the listening party next week or something like adding an incentive or an offer as phil put it is a great way to bring people on board and get them to stick around and tell other people as well if it's a great offer yeah because that's that's the thing um you want to encourage people i think especially on facebook to um like and share um your stream because facebook is getting as i understand it quite bad for going live and making everyone who likes your page aware that you're going live and so if you can encourage people to share it and like it and comment on it um then that will naturally kind of spread it around the the facebook algorithm um and a great way you can do that is something like an offer because people want to share that kind of thing so as we've mentioned in other episodes, we'd really, really love it if you could give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us, it helps more people find it, and we get to help more people. So yeah, if you could do that, we'd be mega appreciative. Happy fun times. On with the rest of the podcast. On with the podcast. Yeah. So moving slightly on from that, once you've actually hit live, I personally think that is the most difficult part. Mm. because not only is it the initial bit where everyone under the sun goes is it are we live are we like is this <laughs> is this on are we like but also because you're gonna have a trickle of people there's not mm. a waiting room effect where you know you come on and everyone's waiting people are going to be slowly trickling in and you don't want to give away like the big reason why they're there when only half your expected audience 
is going to be there. You need to allow people to trickle in, people to invite friends. It may be to draw people in algorithmically. So I would say if you're going to plan an overarching thing for the entire live, certainly have quite a detailed plan about the first five minutes of your live stream. Mm. Don't be left with a situation where you're pattering to just try and keep people on board, but they're <laughs> like, oh, but when's this actually going to start? Oh, blah, blah, blah. It, it's going to be difficult if you're trying to improvise that bit. I was thinking of things I've seen that have worked well, and it's a good hack as well for the algorithm, is when you see people join, and if you've done a bit of work and kind of uh, message people you know directly, you maybe know a bit more about them, maybe you're a follower or a friend, ask that person a question. So if it's Phil and I'm doing a live stream, I'd go, oh, hey, Phil's here. Welcome, Phil. How was the barbecue on Saturday? Boom. And even if it has absolutely nothing to do with that, Phil will 99% of the time comment underneath yes. with his response. I can then have a thing, a comment back to him whilst I'm welcoming other people. Ask people to say hi. Ask them, you know what they're doing with their day-to-day, I can have a short conversation about that. It keeps them people engaged, allows other people to come in, and then also gives you a little algorithmic boost because it will, you know, all of Phil's friends on Facebook or Instagram will, especially Facebook, will say, Mm. oh, well, Phil's commented on this live stream. And you just kind of build momentum from there. That is a great tip. Honestly, I think that's solid gold. <laughs> um, yeah, getting people to get engaged early and quickly, is a, that is great. And that's a great way to go about it. So another type of live streaming, which a lot of bands are doing, is very common, um, especially now, is the kind of um, performance live stream where you, you play some music. You, you essentially do a mini gig, um, but you do it as a live stream instead of in a venue. Um they are well worth thinking about, but the amount of um, technical planning and organisation you need to put into those is a lot more. So it's worth going in with kind of eyes wide open. Yeah, I've seen what quite a few people have done is they've almost recorded, you know, the typical quarantine cover, which is a weird phrase in itself. <laughs> I can't imagine when we started this podcast that being like a phrase that everyone's well aware of in the music industry. But people have recorded a quarantine cover, filmed all their parts, maybe done a bit of video editing, then they've premiered it on... I said that very poshly. Premiered it. Um, it debuted it on <laughs> Instagram Live or Facebook Live and then kind of done a watch party with it. Mm. So they've kind of, you know, they've done a little bit of patter as we've talked about at this top. Um, and then they've like done a little bit of a Q&A. They're then going to kind of share the video of the song play the song so that plays and they'll come back maybe do more of a Q&A talk about the song maybe then do another thing so it almost kind of takes the structure of you know those evenings with yes things where but instead of someone say reading from a book then doing like a interview they're kind of playing a few songs then doing an interview if you're thinking about doing this kind of thing or anything with a lot of potentially different videos and mics and maybe even cameras, then I can highly, highly recommend a free piece of software, free is always good, called OBS Studio, which most people are using at the moment. It's a sort of streaming um, 
program that will link into your Facebook and your Instagram anything you want it to. And you can combine different cameras and different um, videos and different microphones. Um, and that's just a, it's a great way of organizing because you can set all these things up and then save them as scenes. Um, so you can very seamlessly go from one to the other. And it's free. It's open source. So that's always nice. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the in the show notes. That's a really useful tool. I think um, Joe's idea of sort of pre-producing your music is a really good one because that kind of simplifies the technical aspects of it because then you can spend your time getting your parts right and getting them down. And that's especially good if you have like a really small audio interface and you haven't maybe got enough mics for what you do live and things like that. But if you want to do a more live kind of acoustic maybe scenario it can be good but it really does need a lot of thought if it's just yourself and maybe an acoustic guitar something like that something really stripped back you could get away with just a single condenser microphone um into your audio interface it's well placed um but i would i would say anything more than that kind of setup you're going to need to really start thinking about microphone organization and preamps and mixing and all that kind of thing so yeah have you ever seen john mayer's instagram lives i have not they are incredible i implore anyone who's into music and wants to get into instagram live go see his i mean the production value is insane they've basically done a really it's that fine line between it's that bad it's good (laughs) so it's clearly very good uh I wouldn't even say it's, it's clearly done on his iPhone mm. and the they've done like a mock chat show background. <laughs> and, but the issue is, is when he has a guest on and he asks a question, he has to physically move his phone to the right to get their answer in <laughs> and then move it back again and the camera will fall over halfway through an interview. <laughs> and, you know, he'll have a um, a little MIDI trigger pad with canned laughter and the sound of like a house band it's, it's it's great i'd, I'd thoroughly recommend that is amazing. Uh, it's gonna annoy me what it's called now um through the power of editing it's called current mood so everyone should go check that out oh on a slightly more heavier music angle another live stream to check out which is a very unusual one um is um devin townsend the canadian metal musician did a couple or did three charity live stream gigs um on youtube maybe a month ago and those are insane because he's mad um at the best of times devin townsend is a bit mad so he's singing and playing guitar with full backing tracks because he's got those um but he's got this mental multi-camera setup that i implore you to look at um so I watched a video. He's got an Xbox controller that he's he's got kind of set up next to him. That he's got four. Obviously, the four main buttons of the Xbox controller are controlling different cameras. And there's one that is his laptop. One that is just a GoPro in front of him. One that is a electric fan that's continually turning, but he's taken the actual fan out of it and he's just attached a camera to it because why not? And the final one, which is an electric mixer that's connected to a like a handle that's got a camera attached to it that's just there because it looks stupid um and he's singing along and playing these songs whilst also changing the camera angles it's quite a sight that's all i'll say it's also just revealed that you have the same music taste as my dad i figured it out now i know who you remind me of (laughs) love a bit of devon 
Yeah, I, I hear about that quite a lot serendipitously. <laughs> anyway, um, but the backing track thing, I think, is an interesting avenue to explore. Mm. If you've got access to stems and you're the singer of the band, that's a great way to do live stream. Do a, I was going to sound really old then and say a pop idol version. Of, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I don't want to even, karaoke isn't the right word. <laughs> but... Yeah, you could sing versions of the song live. There's loads of ways to explore performance. Yeah. Um, I think the more original you can do it, the better. If you mm. look at, especially John Mayer's, where it's, again, that lo-fi, it's good. Because he's kind of breaking it down onto, like, you know, very old school, quite primitive, almost secondary school level of <laughs> uh, keyboards. And their sounds that they come out with. It, yeah, it's a difficult one. But I'd say do a bit of research, see what you like and try and replicate it in your own. Yeah. think think. I think also don't, don't overthink it because if you're thinking that you need something that looks like a, you know, like a million dollars, I would say, well, well, no one's expecting that right now because everyone knows realistically what situation you're in um, and what technical limitations that everyone has because, you know, they'll be probably watching other bands live stream so they know what to expect. But also find ways to make it uniquely you um, and that doesn't have to be overcomplicated. An idea that's come to mind, and I don't know where this has come from, and it might be utter trash, and I'm sorry if it is, um, is <laughs> find some, like, you know, there's like really terrible kids' instruments, like like the kind mm-hmm. of toddler instruments. Find a load of those and see if you can do one of your own songs on those. Because that would be funny. Amazing idea. It's Do it. Um, but you've just got to find ways to kind of suit the personality of the band and what you're what you're like. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and the overriding thing as well that I feel is more important than all the advice we've said is just do it. Yes. I think there'll be so many people who are listening to this that have had the idea of it, but just haven't gone through with it for fear of things not going right or not being a hundred percent perfect. Just do it. Mm. Everyone who's done something well has 99.9% of the time not done it amazingly the first time and the reason they're doing it amazing now is because they've got their practice in and this is you know their 100th 150th time so the sooner you start the better you'll get yeah 100% if yeah if you sit there and you plan out these brilliant ideas for live streams but you never do them then it's always going to be a brilliant idea that never happened um, but you don't want that you want an idea that you did and it maybe didn't quite go as well, but you're going to do it better next time because having something is better than having nothing at all. Yeah. Don't be one of them people that said, well, I had this idea and if only I'd done it. Well, you didn't do it. (laughs) So (laughs) go out and actually do it. So to play us out, here's Tilly Louise with Be Like You. If you like what you hear and you want to find out more, you can find links to our social media in the show notes. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him.